Welcome back to Currently with Curator, where Rachel Zoe shares her latest style obsessions, all of which you can access through her shopping community, Curator. Spring is around the corner, which means it's the perfect time to sign up for our newest curation and upgrade your style for the season. Rachel Zoe selected every item in the spring curation to help make all of your upcoming travel plans so chic. There's a black and white tote that's perfect for day trips, a silky eye max to help you get your beauty sleep, and a restorative serum. Plus, you can choose between white or yellow gold hoops, as well as between a black eyeliner or mascara, both of which elevate any makeup look. This curation is valued at over $400, but when you sign up for a seasonal membership and use code SPRING25, you'll get it for only $100. These boxes are in limited supply, so head to curator.com, that's C-U-R-A-T-E-U-R, Dot com to claim this offer now. Hi, everyone. I'm Rachel Zoe, and you're listening to Climbing in Heels. This show is all about celebrating the most extraordinary superwomen who will be sharing their incredible journeys to the top, all while staying glamorous. Today with me, we have my favorite duo of besties, the incredible Clea Scherer, and Joanna Teplin from The Home Edit. Together, we speak about the beginnings of their insane organizational skills, like actually insane. Moving to Nashville and why, both for their husbands and meeting on a blind friendship date that turned into their most amazing business. The girls also talk about when they have their moments where they need to mentally shut off, relax, and of course, recuperate. But of course, they're still together during absolute silence. First of all, I'm so happy to see you both and speak to you both. And, you know, you're such dear friends. I obviously know how you guys came together. I don't want to make you tell your whole life story. But what I do want to talk about, how in God's name did you get here? It's funny because I remember meeting you for the first time and hearing about you from a few friends. And I obviously fell in love with you guys because you were so funny and so silly and so passionate, right? And for me, the magnet that I have to certain people are when they have a passion for what they do, no matter what it is. If you like are smiling and excited and put your whole self into it, to me, that's the draw, right? Um, Absolutely. And so I think with both of you, it's very clear. This is your passion. All you have to do is spend 10 minutes with you in any closet or anywhere. And the OCD really kicks in high. And so I want to kind of understand a little bit, who were you as a kid? Like, were you always like cleaning up? So were both of you like that or not really? This is actually my favorite question. Joanna's smiling because she knows how, like, truly this just is, it hits to my soul. Because the most amazing thing is that I was, but Joanna went through a real slob period that is just, it's like my favorite thing for people to ask. I love this question. I think she pays people to ask this question. I literally am like, if you could just ask this question, because I'll just, you know what? Here's what we'll do. I'll tell my story. And Joanna can explain herself. But it's beautiful. Can I tell you why? Because it shows that there's hope for people that aren't like Clea. So Clea, tell me. So you were born like this. So I was born this way. And I now use my powers for good and not evil. But when I was a kid, I would spend an inordinate amount of time in my room making everything just so. (laughs) I would move furniture around. Like what I would do on like spring break. I remember the first day of spring break, 
I was like, well, this is this room is my home. Like, this is my apartment. And I am going to make sure that every, like my bed is made every morning, that everything is perfect. And I was going to set up my little, you know, my reading station, whatever it was. You know, back in the day, we didn't have iPads. Like, this was like my, the what I did in my room sure. was my entertainment. That and was don't you just everything. want to take the electronics for our kids so they do the same? I kind of do. Yeah. And Stella, if she were here, she'd be like, oh, but like I do that just on Roblox. Like I like <laughs> make a, a, like a nice room, but I just I'm like, OK, that's not the point. But there was a portion of my younger life mm-hmm. before my mother remarried and then mm-hmm. my stepdad went to adopt me. Yeah. But my mother was a single mom until I was in, I would say, the fourth grade, yeah. fourth or fifth so grade. That's pretty pivotal. It is. It was pivotal. And my mom was the hardest worker ever. She inherited my grandfather's business. And even when she, and she just retired a few years ago. My dad has been like begging her to not, but it's just, it's who she is. And everyone in my family, Joanna and I talk about this a lot. Every single person in my family is an entrepreneur. No one ended up working for a company. Everyone worked for themselves. And so that's what I witnessed growing up. And that's, you know, I think where my footsteps kind of fell in. So your kids, so do your kids love it? Do they reject it? Do you think it's just you're born with it or not? Because I have one that is and one that isn't. It's really interesting. And I find myself being hopeful and frustrated at the same time because I don't think that there's like a perfect, you know, no one has like come out blazing here. So which is frustrating. My daughter has a lot of things where she will be like, this bothers me. Yeah. You know, like if something sure. isn't in place sure. or this is so satisfying sure. or like, doesn't it kill you if? And I'm like, yes, I see all those things. Why is there laundry on the floor? Like, why? Like, where? what about your skincare? Like, why yeah. is it on? Can you put it away? So it's like, I, again, I appreciate that about her. My son is, he's not bothered by anything. Sutton right. will wear the same three shirts for the rest of his sure. life because he wears them. They're clean, sure. folded, put back. So he just, his things are less chaotic because right. he's just simple. 100%. And Stella has to try everything on and then like leaves it everywhere. I think part of the issue is my kids have never had one million toys or one million things like that. I've always had a pretty pared down. But with clothing, what are you going to do? They have to get dressed. God help so, us if I had a daughter. God help us. Just right, God exactly. help us. I, I'd, be, I'd be in jail because I'd be broke. You would be living on the street, but your daughter would be the best dressed in like head to toe Gucci. But I, has, I'd be broke on the street 100%. I, and I'm about to be because Stella has now, she's grown into like an actual taste for clothing, which is... I'm so sorry. Clothing is expensive. It's so frustrating. Like we're... Target is a done day. Like that is not happening anymore. So, yes, things actually cost money and it's, you know, very stressful. Thank God Sutton doesn't care, like, at all. Yeah, it has to balance out. But he'll save money there. Stella was always, she always cared about her outfits. The very first time Joanna came over with her kids, Marlo, who, you know, Joanna has an older boy, younger daughter. Right. And so Marlo came over, like, frumpily stumpkins. She was just, like, in, like, Miles clothes. Right. Like, I feel like she was, like, in, like, but she was dressed like me in, like, leggings and a sweatshirt. I was, like, probably, like, a cute normal girl. Like, like, she She just wasn't in, like, sweatpants. Right. Right. She was in, like, sweatpants and tennis shoes and, like, whatever. Sure. And Stella, too. Like, let's be clear, she was two. Stella took Marlo by the hand, led her into her closet, into her room. I was, like, come, friend. Yes. She was, like, let me help you. And she put Marlo in, like, a ball gown. Of course. And 
Marlo came out like Cinderella when she like yes. spins around and yes. it like sparkles. Marlo was a changed person. Uh, she was like, Mom, like you, yeah. what, what have you been holding out See, on that's me? That's what I did. I only wore the same friends. dress, this old navy dress that I had to buy in every color until the size ran out. We bought it year <laughs> after year, six years in a row. She only wore the one dress because it was like basically the one that Stella showed her. But see, that's the thing. I do think 90% of who we are, if not more, is how we're born, right? Because I was like yeah. Stella and most of my friends were like Marlo. And by the way, still are. But they still yeah. like enjoy getting dressed up. But they also, in their most happiest self, are like, they still look great. They still look cute, but they're casual. And I think it really does. I think we look at our kids when they're born and go, who are you going to be? And I had so many wise people tell me, like, they're this. They're what you're looking at. And when I think about it, my kids are literally exactly as they were born. Okay, so Joanna, yeah. you grew up and you were a neat freak and then became a slob and then became a neat freak. Yeah. No, I started off really, really organized. And I always loved moving furniture around. Like, when my mom would come home, I had to, like, move beds myself. I was really into how things look. I also, I, you probably don't even know this one, so just stand back on this one. But I used to collect, like, I, my grandmother would take me shopping in California. I, live, I grew up in North Carolina. And I remember coming to California every Christmas break, and we would go shopping, and we would go to, like, Benetton and Gap, like, Benetton. right in the, like, all of those things. And I would collect the bags that the clothes would come in, and I would hang them on my walls. And so I would decorate all the walls with all the shopping bags. Yeah. And this out. was, like, well, by the way, that's your base. dope, by the way. You should do that again. Clea's, Clea's a gas. I know. I need, to see, I need to see what it looked like. That's, it was fabulous. Need, it was like an art installation. That's what it I really, mean. It sounds very much like something at the Met. Like, I'm really, I'm super into this right now. It was like pop art before I knew what that was. But anyway, I had this in me. So I was like very particular about how things would go. And I would always try to rearrange furniture. And then I took a sharp left turn in high school and was a complete slob. Cheerleading clothes, broad in the back of my trunk of my car, like everything on the floor, absolute Total disaster. College, close to the ceiling, the biggest mess. And then I turned a corner, I guess. God, I don't even know when. I, sometime after college. And I was like, I need everything in back order. In, in order. order. I just can't live like this. Then I just became obsessed. And especially after I had, when I was pregnant and when, after I had Miles, my son, just perfecting every closet and every inch matters and like how it makes me feel sane and calm and in control and all these things that I didn't have, at, you know, having a newborn or whatever. Yeah. And I've never looked back. It's almost like we do the same thing, honestly, but in, in a different, you know, a different angle, like a different facet of the industry, right? Like there are so many similarities, right? And so for me, it's like that getting dressed thing. It's a little bit like, so you guys, your peace of mind is like everything in order, right? And mm -hmm. I definitely have a lot of that. I do have this part of me that if I have five events in a week, you cannot imagine what my bathroom and bathtub look like. There's like gowns and tulle and jewelry, like it's just sure. everywhere. So a lot of it for me is like a time thing and like just being like, you know, but I will say that yeah. like for me, even if it takes me five minutes to get ready or whatever, I can't really like function until I feel like I was telling someone the other day, like I had COVID once. If it took me two and a half years to get, I got it. They said, so what did you do like when you had COVID? Did you get dressed? And I was like, I was in different rotating black robes. My skin hurt so bad that like right. everything hurt. But I had a full cat eye, lash, <laughs> and a lip stain oh my God. because I couldn't. Yeah. It was like I couldn't. 
I just couldn't. I twirled my hair. Nobody yeah. was seeing me. Like I nobody, no, not, not even Roger. I locked him. I locked everyone out. Clay and I always say this about organizing, and I have a feeling, and this is sort of maybe how you feel. I mean, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but when we're organizing, something just has to click into place, and yes. once it's in the right spot, it's just like this is right. This is how the space has always been intended to be. It's true. And I don't know if you're like that. With I'm not like yes. that with clothes or outfits yes. or anything. I know nothing about any of those. It is, but I can imagine for you, maybe that's how it feels. And especially when you're styling somebody else, because you look at it like. The way you guys look sure. in a room in a space, right? And it like clicks, clicks, clicks. Yes, 100%. But you know what, Rachel? I understand so much. I mean, I, I laugh about the like the perfect wing on the eye just because I actually don't know how to do that. But I think about during chemo where every single person in my life is like, oh, you have a pass. Like you're like live in your pajamas. Live. And I kept trying to explain and then I stopped trying to explain that I was literally doing it for myself, like putting on makeup. Yes, of course. And I was already, like, you're already, it, like, when you have COVID or whatever. Yes, and I had yes. COVID during cancer, which is did. like, that's rude. And I want to touch on that because we've talked about this and I've mentioned it a few times in different things. You know, I come from a family of cancer and I also have multiple mm -hmm. friends that have gone through it. Obviously, you being one of them, bravest warrior bitch I ever knew. I will say that the hardest thing I have seen for women is not feeling like a woman and not looking like yes. a woman and not when you do take everything off and we do get stripped down, it's that part of it that makes you feel a certain way. And I think to your point, it was truthfully in this podcast is not about me, so I don't want to turn it on me. But actually, when I quit styling right after 9-11, I quit styling because I felt like it was very superficial. And I mm -hmm. said, I don't want to do this anymore. It means nothing compared to like what these social workers, the doctors, the frontline workers sure. and everything. And I was like quitting and I turned down all these jobs for like three to six months. It was cra crazy. And my father tried to get me back in. And then I, there's this doctor friend of mine. She's a, actually a brain surgeon. And she was uh, down at the hospitals, you know, during 9-11 for that whole months, months. And I said, I, she said, oh my God, tell me something about fashion. Tell me something. And I said, I quit. And she said, what do you mean you quit? And I said, I quit. I don't want to do it anymore. It doesn't mean anything. It's stupid. I'm just like, it's superficial. And she's like, you've lost your mind. And I said, no, really? Like, what you do matters. What I do doesn't. And she was like, okay, sit down. And she literally sat me down and explained to me why it matters and that how much like my, my book or the things that I do and the way that I helped women kind of want to get out of bed sometimes and do mm -hmm. those things. And she talked me through this and she's like, you're the reason I like want to leave work and like go do this and like make myself feel like a girl. And so it was at that point I shifted literally like the purpose of what I was doing and started to sort of try to go in all these different directions that were really focused on helping women live their best lives no, and be their I, most I confident selves. <laughs> that makes so much sense. And I think I mean, you inspire me a hundred percent. And then I'm like, it, it almost makes me giggle because I'm like, who am I to be inspired by Rachel Zoe? Like, I'm not going to have a chance at that, you know? know? Like, jo Joanne and I, like, will leave every time and be like, there's no one more glamorous than Rachel in this world. But no. You, but you people give more zero people. Maybe, maybe Molly, too. Like, I feel like you guys both, I can't but think Molly of more beautiful But Molly can do people. the sweats real cute. She can, like, she, do workout can. clothes all day and still be super cute. And you just wouldn't? Like, you just I wouldn't. Because I you couldn't, couldn't look cute. You know, you would look cute, but I will genuinely, like, I can literally see you in, in pajamas you, before yes, I could, could see you. It's just not who you are. <laughs> right. It's just not who you are. I feel like I ran out into the world naked. I think that's right. I think you'd rather be naked. I, I actually think yeah, you'd rather I, be right, naked. You'd rather be, be naked than in sweats, I feel like. But sure. it is true. You teach people and you inspire people to be their, I think, most beautiful 
inner glamorous self, you know, like you don't necessarily need doesn't have everything. to be what you wear. No. Right. It doesn't. But I do feel that way about you. And it's so genuine and it's so wild because it's not just like your public persona. That is who you are yeah. as a person. Yeah. I fully agree with don't that. You go, well, don't you own your own insanity, you guys? Don't you just oh, say, like, course. I am who I am? And it's like, you get to an age and a point in your life where you just go, okay. Whatever. I know. It's, it is. I am I am who I am. And it's easier to accept friends for who they are, too. I mean, I honestly think that's what makes the friendship Clea and I have so powerful is, like, we both know who the other person is. 100. So, right. You, it just, you meet them where they are. So that's you, exactly right. So, you guys, I have a question. So, you obviously, okay. So give me like the two minute of how you came together just for our listeners who don't sure. know, because I think, and then I want to talk about this afterwards. I do want to talk about the copycat effect. Yes. Oh, I could so talk on that. I, I do want to talk about that because obviously okay. like we've all been through that, but I do want to talk about it because I'm seeing them coming in numbers and yes. I'm very sensitive to it <laughs> with you guys. I'm I very like, so, so, so I want to talk about how you came together because it was very unlikely. It is very unlikely. I will give the very bird's eye view of it. So I moved to Nashville in 2015. So that'll, it's coming up on eight years. Joanna moved a year and a half prior. And you moved there, why? Just randomly? Your husband? Your husband's. Husband. Both of us. Both of of us. Both of us. Both of us moved from California to Nashville, sight unseen. Wow. We literally, I flew in for 36 hours to buy a house and then flew right back to LA. Like we had never step foot. You guys are my heroes. I, didn't, I had never come here until I moved here. Same. That's I, the I, oh, sickest I thing ever. Because Roger at one point said, oh, we have to move to Florida for a year. I said, I'll meet you in LA. We lived apart for a year. We <laughs> left New York. He went to Florida for a year and I went to LA and then he came a year later. I was like, love and you. Joanna and I <laughs> yeah. both think it's insane that we said yes. It is. Insane. But, it, but listen, people do it all day, every day. I'm right. not but the norm, it was meant actually. to be. Yes. It, no, it was, it was obviously meant to be. And we always say that we moved for our husband's jobs and now everyone's staying for our jobs. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. Joanne and I met through a mutual friend who basically put us in a blind friendship date together to go to lunch. Joanna was slightly reluctant to go to lunch with me because she did not want a business partner. And That's Leah right. kind of pitched it as, you guys both want to start an organizing company. Sure. We both told Leah this, which is so random, right? Like right. who wants to start an organ? Well, now everyone does. But Literally. who wants to start an organizing company? And so she was like, oh, I have these two friends who both want the same thing. Joanna was hesitant, but we sat down and we got up after four hours of lunch as business partners. And that very same day, that evening, actually, we came up with our name, our logo, our we got our domain, our social handles. We started filling out paperwork. We yeah. built, uh, we opened up bank accounts together that week. It was crazy. No one should it was do crazy. that. But it worked. And how many years is this now? It'll be eight years on August. Seven and a half. Jesus yeah. Christ, you guys. That's literally crazy. And it's crazy for so many reasons. Because, look, you guys, girls are tough, right? Like, let's be yes. real. Girls are tough. We've all had tough girls. We've had amazing girls, right? But I think with it, it's funny because some people say, how's your husband, your business partner? And I think that's insane. But when I think about it, I think about, you know, I'm like, who could I be partners with? Honestly, probably, probably Mary Elizabeth could be my business partner, right? right? Like right. the only yeah. person I might not want to like assassinate after first like week. The fact that you guys are still this inseparable, because I see you actually like offline, not working. And you guys are like an old married couple, honestly. We really yeah. are. We 
literally are. Again, it's 100%. like it goes back to what we said with you. Like, I think all three of us, we don't really, our public persona and private persona is actually the same thing. Yes, I would It's agree. just the yeah. same thing. We just don't have the patience, I think, to be anyone else. Yeah. You know, no, or, or the we energy. Just, we just are who we are. And Joanna and I, it is the craziest thing in my life that we are still just yeah. this ex- same exact way. I don't remember if we told you or not, but the house that I'm building, Joanna's building a house around the corner for me. So we're actually, everyone thinks we live together, but now we're basically, we're, it, it's the most clean Joanna thing. To, it's the yeah. most clean Joanna thing we could do. We're building yeah. homes basically next to each other, which yeah. is psychotic. Yeah. But it's whatever. not though. Like, we spend no, all of our life together. That's anyway. what I mean. I know. I just need. I, we just need to be together, like basically I at all times. I think that's literally the greatest and cutest thing ever. Do you, I have a question? Do you yeah. guys have si- sisters? I have a Joanna sister. does. I don't. I have a Are brother. Are you super close with your sister or no? You know what? She. I am in the sense that she is the sweetest, the most. But you're kind, very different. Far nicer than me. Very different. Yeah. Oh, stop! But what she's... is nicer than you? Stop it. No, there she are a few is. things. Yeah. <laughs> But by the way, she's a lot nicer than me. My, I say that about my sister. My sister is like candy. She's like candy sugar next to me. And everyone's like, Mwah. I'm like, please trust. I look like an asshole next to her. Joanna's sister is very sweet. But I think that's also, but you don't, Cleo. I don't have a sister. So I'd say Joanna's, so Joanna's the closest your sister. Thing. Yeah. Because and I, it's funny because I always that. say that we talk like sisters yeah. or siblings. And then some people will be like, oh, you must not have a sister. Because Joanna and I don't fight. We just... Yeah. We don't fight. We, it's, people think we're fighting. But that's just the way we talk. But that's my point. But that, yeah. that, so that is an actual sister thing. Like Jen Meyer and Sarah Foster are like that. Totally. They yeah, are right. like right, sisters right. because my sister is my safe person, right? Who I yeah, can right. like scream my head off at her for like 60 seconds and like be like, what are we eating? You know, mm-hmm. and yeah. then like, or sit in the same room for two hours and not say a word. And like, no yes. one's pissy about it. You know what I mean? So it's like, so I do find you have that relationship. Like we do. Like you'll tell yeah. each other if you're what you're wearing is fucking hideous. Like I guess what I'm oh, saying yeah. is there aren't walls yeah. between you. And I think that's the difference between a friend and a sister. That's you know, totally you right. don't have to protect what you're saying. You don't have to filter. How about that? It <laughs> is shocking to Joanna that like when I was in treatment specifically, because you know me, I'm an energizer bunny. I'm a big extrovert. You're an insane person. I love being around people. It it like gives me energy. It gives me life. And when I was in treatment, I told Joanna there were a few times I was like, I'm really tired. Like, I don't know if I can hang out with this person. Like I went for dinner and I got tired. And first of all, Joanna's like, welcome. Thank you. I'm tired. She was like, this is yes. great for me. Yeah. But she also was so shocked. She's like, I can't, how can you have a friend that depletes you? Like, how can you have a relationship with someone where you can't just not speak? Right. Like how, and because with Joanna, it's, she'll be like, I don't want to wear you out. Like when I was tired, whatever. Sure. And I was like, you don't wear me out. Right. I was like, you can sit there and I literally don't have to talk sure. to you. Sure. Yeah. And she's so shook that like anyone in my life isn't that. Right. But it's true. Yeah. It's like Joanna is a special person in my life. I think I also, I think I have too many people in general, but because Joanna's like, I only have three friends and I can do that with all of them. For me, I need to be around people that that I, I tell Clea, this is like the utmost compliment, but it's like, you don't count. It's like your friend. Sure. I only want to be around people that don't count, that I can be a thousand percent myself. I can sit there quiet or not. We could talk, we can laugh or just ignore each other. Like whatever that is. I love that. When someone's just exceptionally good at what they do, it could be a waiter, a chef, a stylist, or a doctor. 
you know you're in good hands. When you find the right doctor, you can just feel it. You feel heard and you feel immediately at ease. So many times at a doctor's office, I've felt rushed or like they were genuinely not taking the time to hear my concerns. It honestly shouldn't be too much to ask to be the center of attention at your own doctor's appointment. On ZocDoc, finding the doctor that's right for you is absolutely seamless. The quality care you need is just a few taps away in the ZocDoc app. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them and treat almost every condition under the sun. No more Dr. Roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor you haven't even met yet. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who's patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. Go to ZocDoc.com slash Zoe and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash Zoe. ZocDoc.com slash Zoe. So home edit, we have like the show, we have the products, we have the like, I wish there were 600 of you. Like, I wish one of you could just live in my guest room so I could live this organized <laughs> life. Could. It's funny because anytime I meet someone and they're like, oh yeah, you know, we have this business where we like go into people's homes and we like, I go sure. like the home edit. And listen, there can't be one stylist, there can't be one hair, like there can't sure. be right. one of, of anything, right? Mm-hmm. And there is the old thing that, you know, my team used to say, well, imitation is the best form of flattery. I'm like, why does that not help me here? It doesn't um, help me. It doesn't help, right? So so I, I think I like to talk about this because in every journey to the top, there are challenges, right? And things that concern you when you go to sleep at night or wake up in the morning, you know, things that get under your skin. Well, I will say this, and Joanna might have a different answer, but I think that things used to get under our skin yes. way more mm-hmm. than they than it does now. Well, of I think that and I think that's normal, right? Yes. Like you get to a point we had to center ourselves in saying, okay, we have multiple books out. We have multiple seasons of a show. Yep. We have a very public Instagram account. We have launched a thousand ships yep. and we've given them the tool we've given everyone the tools. We've given everyone what we do and the way we do it. So we can't really be upset that people have taken those tools and used them to create businesses. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, truly, if we can inspire, you know, there's just what you, I think, also realize is that there's so much room for everyone in this world. It's just, you know, if we can inspire, especially, you know, female entrepreneurs sure. to come out, do an organizing business, like, fabulous. You and know, a lot of people come up to us and they say, like, I started doing this because yes, of you. Yeah. And I actually think that when I like I I think that that's to me a is beautiful a huge compliment. Thing. Okay. To me is a huge compliment. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. So proud of you. That's incredible. Yep. So I feel like all of that is really good. And I think everyone's different. When Joanna and I first started an organizing company, the Home Edit, we looked at all the other professional organizers who were doing things very differently. And then we looked at, you know, someone like Marie Kondo, who yeah. was also doing it very differently. Of course. And who we now apparently like, came out that she's a slob. I know. I was like, Marie. <laughs> Like Marie. So, but again, I, and I think that she's just going through a Joanna. I think that, I think she'll be back. I think she'll be back. She'll be back. Hormonal. No, I'm just kidding. Totally. Right. I'm like, (laughs) she'll be back. But I think that from our perspective, we were like, okay, we sit here 
and we want to try and do something that is different. Mm-hmm. And that that is how we ended up with, again, like no one was making cursive labels no. back then. Like that was no. silly. Everyone was using yeah. the label maker or something practical. We were like, we want to just have a signature. We want to have a calling card that, sure, that right. represents us. Yep. And again, that's totally fine. Right now, I can't say if I was starting an organizing business, I wouldn't look at the two of us and be like, okay, let me find a partner that I really like. Sure. Let me right. like try and do something cool on Instagram. Sure. Let me, yeah, you know, yeah. I get it. We created a well, model. You emulate what you see, you know? And I think, again, I think we, we've all been so lucky to be inspired by people to create, for us to create something, a new version of it, and then to hopefully pass the torch on to the next generation that does it even sure. better. Joy and I are more old. Like, we're, we're getting up there. We're talking yeah. about climbing and heels. So you know we're what? Like, Climbing and I know. I'm like climbing in tennis shoes. Uh, Seriously, barely. Yeah. I don't. I have barely. Yeah. I wait. Was one of you barefoot at baby to baby at the gala? I feel like. Joanna, oh, what, it oh, would what never happened? be me. Oh, I had to take my shoes off at one point because it would be hurt so much. I'd rather be bleeding. I do want to understand a little bit about the go forward for Home Edit. So Home Edit is larger than life. I think everybody knows it. For me, the biggest challenge of trying to grow my styling business when I was styling full time was that they all wanted me to be there. You don't have this problem. You have incredible people that that work with you. But like my biggest challenge, obviously, was, you know, kind of snakes in the grass that worked with me. So right. that's a very common thing with like hairstylists. I hear it from makeup artists. I hear it from mm-hmm. law firms. I hear it from agents, managers. So how have you guys been so blessed to have incredible people that can sort of execute on the home edit vision and dream? Initially, hiring was the scariest thing we could yeah, ever think of. Course, about. of course. And because, number one, it's crazy to think about replicating yeah, your skills and yourself and your work ethic. Like, you know how you work. So initially, I would say we scored the biggest score of our life because we got Sumner and that she was our first employee. Yeah. So she set the path of hiring yeah. other people. Amazing. It never got easier to let that control go. But what we learned really quickly was, number one, people are really talented and good at what they do. And we can teach them everything other than the passion. As as long as someone kind of has that drive and that passion and that work ethic, we can teach them the organizing. So again, it's like figuring out the type of people you want to hire. And I won't say that every situation has worked out perfectly. And there are definitely people who used to work for us who now have organizing companies, just like there are people who work for you that ended up becoming stylists. And I think that in some ways, it kind of is like launching other organizing companies in general. Like you just have to take a deep breath and steal yourself in your own confidence that you are really good at what you do and that everyone who works for you is really good at what they do. And you have to trust to a certain extent or like you'll never grow. It's true. Like we would. It's we true. would never grow if you we didn't can't. trust. We would have never grown. We could never be where we are no, today. No, it's if true. We trust, trust people. So, Joanna, what? I'm curious. What? I'm sure you have other things to add to that. What? Do you, what is your take? No, I would agree completely. I think it was really hard in the beginning. I mean, it's why I didn't want a business partner. You know, it was the same reason. I'm like, why would I ever want someone to be in this world with me when I only can count on myself? Sure. And so, but you know, it, then I sort of had the epiphany that it's like, wow, if you meet the right person, yep. this can be one billion times better than what I could have ever dreamed of. Sure. And so to Clea's point, we hired Sumner, who was like, it was like birthing the first best child you could ever dream of. So right. it's like, You're okay. So lucky. And so she sort of paved the way that like, yeah, other people can absolutely do this yep. and do this well. And in order for us to continue to grow, 
we have to trust. Yeah. And so like we were only going to get in our own way if we didn't do that. No, 100%. And here's the thing. Takeaway for that, I want to say to anyone like building a business of anything of this nature where you have to hire to in order to grow. You have to. It's never about how you leave. It's never about leaving. It's about how you leave. Yes. That's the thing. Like mm -hmm. all of us want everyone to live their best life and be their most successful, amazing selves. Yeah. But it's how you do it that yeah. matters. And that is really, for me, the biggest lesson that I try to teach kind of 20-somethings now starting mm -hmm. out in their lives is like, just be straight. Just be yeah. straight. Mm -hmm. Be professional. Be kind. And you will never trip over yourself. That's it. Right. So, it's actually so true. It's so it's, true. That's the thing is because we would never, you would we'd never want to stand in the way from someone of pursuing oh, your own. Of course not. You so don't expect people to work for you for the rest of their lives. Right. It's interesting because, I, you know, it's very, for me to watch you guys grow to where you are now, I think I always am like, and you have very big personal lives and very big family lives. And so I think it's important to do that. What's next for Home Edit? Are there obvious dreams ahead. Yeah. Well, we got acquired by Hello Sunshine Reese Witherspoon's company in February. And Hello Sunshine is an unbelievable partner for us. I mean, they're allowing us to continue to grow the home edit in all the ways that, you know, amplify all the things that we were already doing so with their incredible. support. It's a dream. It is a dream. And one of the dreams that we're going to be living out this year is a lot of stuff that we had to shelve last year. I physically couldn't do it, but that meant we physically couldn't do it. So we're going to be just, you know, coming up on this year, we're going to be on the road a lot. I wow. can say that. We have a few projects that are going to be become public okay. projects Great. this year. We're still recording our podcast. And so again, we have a lot of like media things. And when I say media, we have, you know, our books, TV, yep. podcasts, all of that. And we're really excited to be in person and live again, yeah. which yeah. we kind of haven't been since 2019. Yep. So we're really excited that we get to do these things and be with people again. So I think that to me, and you know how I am, I love being with people. So to me, that's like the most energizing. And I love being with Leah. So it all right. works out. I'm just excited. Honestly, at this point, the thought of traveling for work, Love nothing sounds better. Right. Nothing sounds better. But I was like recounting all of my favorite last moments of 2021. So this was in 22. But I was like thinking about all of like the last trips we went on. Like we were in D.C. <laughs> during the holidays. I was like, Joanna and I have had so many good trips. <laughs> you guys are oh, no. literally the cutest, which is why I love your podcast called best friend energy because it's like that's really what it is and like we bring it I really have that with my sister but like you know it's so great that you guys have each other it's so amazing that you built the home edit I know you're like really big and fancy now but I really need you to come live with me for a week so please, we all 100% I'm dying oh, yeah. here I'm dying I can't find anything I don't know where anything is and I need right. to get rid of 50% of it you know we'll be there, Rachel. I know, you know I just said that, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to I know you're, we already it. know. We didn't even listen to get rid of stuff. Like, we already know that. <laughs> yeah. You know, the crazy thing is we've organized different homes, different closets. I feel like I know your inventory yeah, so well. Good. So you can I, place it wherever you want. I really, like, I feel like I know it. Like, I even know, like, which things are priorities, which things we could have on higher shelf. Like, yeah. I feel like I yeah. really know it. You do. Yeah. So. You we could do. probably, yeah, we could probably do it you quickly. Do. But I really just want to say that I love everything you guys do. I'm so excited to see like what, I feel like you have like another thousand things that are about to happen and I'm so excited. I think it's a really great career path for a lot of women that I hear from in person or on my social media. Like 
I think that's this sort of really big lesson that I think is really important to learn from you guys and what you do and live in the like home edit state of mind, you know? And I know. And I feel like Joanna and I could take a page out of your book and live in a slightly more glamorous state of mind. You but guys, yeah, we live in an right, organized yeah, state of mind. That would involve me dressed every day. But I, yeah, I'm like, you know what? Rachel like checks that box. Like I'm like, I think of her glamorous. OK, we don't. Joanna and I are never going to be. I'm just excited when I put jeans on. I barely see you in jeans. But I'm no, like, she doesn't I wear have, jeans. No, she does. She has some boot I wear a polished Clearly. denim. I'll do a polished yeah. flare. Thinking about you in sneakers and a boyfriend. It's like a disaster. Okay, love you both so much. Love you. Love you, so Rachel. Much. Okay, it's that time in the show when I answer two listener questions. So let's see what we have today. I have no clue what to wear to my friend's winter wedding. It's not black tie, but it's cocktail attire. It's funny. People get really confused when it's not black tie, um, myself included, because I kind of only know how to do black tie. My favorite thing for a winter wedding, because it's so seasonal, is to wear velvet. I love a great velvet cocktail dress. I love a really beautiful, sexy black like tuxedo or black suit that you can wear with like a little lace camisole underneath. Those would definitely be two of my favorite things to wear. But I think you know, I, I think it's a great opportunity to wear that really special dress that didn't feel like a gown, but that you love. And I think all the things that you don't get to wear for half the year is what you should wear in winter. But even uh, my wedding was in February in New York City, and I put all of my bridesmaids in black velvet. So definitely my favorite. Okay, my son is 12 going on 18, and we don't allow social media yet. Do you allow your boys to be on social media? And what age will you let them start? Okay, this is a really, really important question and one that I contemplate all the time as well and talk to my friends about. About two years ago, I felt like, okay, when he's 11, I'll let him be on it and just keep it private. And then this year, having Sky in sixth grade, you know, sort of having friends in his grade that already got had bad experiences because of social media and feelings hurt and getting depressed and all that. And I saw, oh my God, in, in, in the shortest time with the sweetest kids, I have seen the impact of what this can do. And I actually, so Sky is turning 12. He may not have social media yet. And I think that I'm going to make a sort of real-time decision on when he can have it because it's not him that I'm worried about. I'm worried about everyone else. And I'm worried what he'll have access to see. And I'm worried about people having access to him, quite frankly. And I think that we've now seen, and it came out recently on um, CNN, that social media under the age of 13 and even at 13 is just simply too young. It's just so detrimental. And it, they're really showing such an insane increase in anxiety, depression, suicide, all of that. And it's like, I think about how hard it was to be a teenager when I was a teenager with, with like no cell phones or anything like that. If I had social media, right, like as a teenager, I cannot wrap my head around the emotional roller coaster and pain with the mean girling and the boyfriends and the not being included. And my advice, and again, just my opinion, keep it away as long as you can. And when you allow it, have it be private and be linked to it so you can watch it, monitor it, and control it until they're 18 and they can make their own decisions, honestly. That's my plan, and I'm sticking to it. Okay, don't forget to submit your questions for next week's episode. 
All you have to do is DM us your questions to at Climbing in Heels pod on Instagram, and I might just answer your question. These two are such a breath of fresh air. I mean, they're just two of the hardest working, beyond hilarious women. Every time I talk to Clea and Joanna, I can't stop laughing because the way that they, they really are like an old married couple that have been together for like 70 years. That's kind of like how their vibe is. And also they're so professional. They work so hard. I think they are just such a good example of how to follow your dream and also inspire others and that positive, positive female energy. And it's just so refreshing. And that was a fun one. I really love that. Thank you so much for listening to Climbing in Heels. Don't forget to write a review wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're at it, follow me on at Rachel Zoe and at Climbing in Heels pod on Instagram for more updates on upcoming guest episodes and all things curator. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.